Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thank you again for clicking on this podcast. If you've checked any of the previous episodes out or even referred it to friends, family, whoever's a big cinema buff as much as we all are, then thanks again. It really is appreciated. It's nice to chat to people after the podcasts have aired or even just talking about the, the film or TV choice in question. But here on episode 35, we are going to be talking about the brand new paranormal activity film, Next of Kin, which slipped under everyone's radars because they didn't release it in cinemas and put it straight on a uh, a streaming site, being Paramount Plus, which we in the UK don't get. So uh, yeah, had to find a, a stream to uh, to give this one a watch because yeah, I mean, I, I was I was very interested and intrigued to see what this new instalment would bring. Uh, it's a brand new approach, it's a new story completely to the original six seven films set six i think um even still you know the franchise took a huge dip towards the end i think anything after paranormal activity three for me uh is just a no-go like the stories were getting bigger and, and it just it just i don't know what happened it just got a bit of a mess so by the last one I, i'd really given up faith but i think enough time has passed now uh, for them to do this to say a bit like with the saw franchise you know like i i was kind of seeing this as as you know the paranormal activities you know equivalent of spiral from the book of saw you know with the spin-offs almost and you know even even still you could take paranormal activity out of the title of this film and probably just call it next of kin and it could be in it just been a separate thing altogether it could have even probably worked better in, in a way because my big concern with this film is by throwing paranormal activity um you know putting that on the on the on the title card as well that's either going to attract a few people or put off a lot more people because i think that you know much like myself a lot of people found the franchise to get a little bit silly towards the end i mean we're talking by the last one the ghost dimension it was you know they got they found a special camera that was allowing them to see demons and ghosts i mean what what, what was that about like come on um so i think that in terms of you know creativity there's enough time has passed for this film to to be put together i think i think they've utilized it well because you know, stepping into the director's chair for this one, we've got William Eubank, and turns out I'm a, I'm quite a fan of his work. I didn't realise, but I, I saw his name at the end. Obviously, who directed it, and I was like, I I recognise that name. It turns out he, he directed a, a very very underappreciated film in my eyes, anyways, entitled Underwater, which came out last year, starring Kristen Stewart. Um, I I think it was great. Like I really liked, you know, that kind of sci-fi, you know, underwater, like a bit like The Abyss aspect of that film um really was a great surprise uh, one that i was looking forward to and, and he also did the cinematography for a film called love which was something that angels and airwaves put together as part of their like project they were doing at that time very very like uh yeah obscure film in a way uh, but if you've if you, if you are interested in watching it again go check that out love is a great film but anyways by the by so william eubank ste- stepping into the director's chair and if i'd have known before i think i'd have maybe it maybe would have not not brought a bit more hype to this film for me because I wouldn't say I was necessarily sat here like, oh my God, I can't wait for the next paranormal activity film. Um, I just think that because I was such a fan of Underwater, had I known that William Eubank was attached to this, I'd have been probably a little bit more hopeful. Um, but I guess on the plus side, I have come out watching this film being pleasantly surprised. It's by no means like a giant significant th- cinema experience or a giant new step or anything for found footage films because you know Blair Witch you know the Blair Witch project changed the face didn't it really for cinema when it when it brought in this you know kind of dynamic of found footage and this film does have that Blair Witch kind of feel to it so we'll just jump into it a little bit more before I kind of waffle on and take us further away than what we're here to talk about um but yes yeah, so the film revolves around Margot a young woman who was abandoned by her mother as a baby and she travels to a secluded Amish community with a documentary film crew seeking answers about her mother and extended family and what comes with that 
is just an absolute just disaster, basically. Um, it is, it's a very, very good concept. I think that the idea of detaching itself from the previous paranormal films was much needed. I don't think there was any need to kind of try and link it back or anything. It does feel a little bit too similar to other films of this, you know, kind of same theme, you know, like meeting, either looking for new family members or even just the whole culty aspect of it, which I guess is kind of important with the paranormal films because that's where... That's where the demon Toby came from in the in the first run of films. You know this kind of like weird, you know, cult of witches kind of thing that you know made deals with the demon, blah blah blah. But like this, it feels a bit more like I don't know, more more believable, more grounded as well in that sense. Much much too like the first film was because the first paranormal film, very good idea, very small concept. Oren Pelly struck fear into so many people, including Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg was a massive fan of the film. Um, couldn't watch it in the nighttime though. That's a fun fact for you. He had to he had to finish watching it in the next uh, in the next day during daylight. So, anywho, by the by, I digress. I just think that this does have that feel to it again, kind of like this new new approach. Obviously, it's a completely new, fresh take. I just feel like sometimes I say it's just a little bit. It doesn't bring anything new to the table. I think that there are elements that we've seen before. Obviously, yeah, we're going to pay homage to other films as well. But in terms of you know an actual film, it, it is much better than what we got in the last few paranormal films. But I do feel like it. It kind of just plays it safe just a little bit. That being said, I'm still quite happy with what we got because it did leave me like thinking, oh, well, those last 20 minutes were mad. Like those last 20 minutes are absolutely insane. Like it is, it just, just goes from, you know, one extreme to the other. It's, it's very, very good. Like, And that's usually the thing with paranormal films. There's a big build up to the last uh, few minutes or so. And this film is structured, not structured differently. It's just that they do things a lot differently in this film. I mean, for starters, you have to look at the the way that it's been filmed and the cinematography aspect of it because it is so crisp, like it's so built for cinema that it pains me a little bit more that it wasn't put on uh, on the big screen. Um, I think that they did the, the you know the widescreen aspect of it and it just all looks neat and polished and tidy, so unexpected really from a paranormal activity film. And I like that. I think that you know it kind of brought a new sense to it, which again kind of leads me down that same question of could have this just been separate from paranormal activity did it have to have that linked is that just to get people to watch it again i'm not sure but still but no i feel like the way that it was shot obviously with, with every with every paranormal film they always try to up the ante a little bit like you know especially when it comes to like camera work and what they can do to create those scares and much credit as well to christopher landon for this because obviously you're bringing someone back in that's done the paranormal films before he's wrote them before it can be a little bit of a risk to bring someone who's had that same formula or same you know experience or like you know just like i said as previous as previous experience with the paranormal activity films because it could fall into that trap of just being the same thing over and over again but i do think like i said that enough time has passed enough time as to kind of you know right the wrongs if if that's right for what happened at the end of the the actual initial run because it just got so silly but i do think that this this very this this idea of for the film it does leave you wanting more like at the end i did find myself thinking i'd like to see more however i like it just to be a standalone film this is one of those films where you don't want to ruin it by doing a sequel that's going to really really like mess everything up because i think that you know where this ends up leave us with the uncertainty and again i will talk about it when we get there but i love the aspect of leaving it with uncertainty but sorry i was kind of going down the route of talking about like the camera use and, and the handheld aspect of it and i ended up talking about something different but here we are um so what i was going to say is obviously with every paranormal film they try and find another ingenious way of creating those scares and creating those you know different ways of, of approach of utilizing the handheld and camera footage you know in the second one you know we've got security camera footage third one you know cameras taped to rotating fans and that created an all 
kinds of scares. The fourth one or whatever, it was like through through camera lenses on your laptop, blah, blah. Anyways, so they're always trying to find ways of doing things differently. And in this, obviously, because technology's, you know, progressed so much and so far, you know, we're getting these extra little things that we never could do before, at least without it being unbelievable, but like the use of slow-mo, great work in this film. Like it adds another dynamic and another fear factor almost because there's a certain scene at the end of the film where the slow-mo comes in around the demon side of things and it's so good like it is it's almost straight out of a horror film and i love that aspect of it and again credit to william eubank for that for that direction and, and that choice of that but also obviously not just the slow-mo but we get we've got drones and such now like cameras can be put wherever they want basically and drones are utilized very well in this film we get some great overhead shots and over you know where where they're based which is the middle of nowhere loads of snow loads of great big trees as well and again adding that like ominous you know feel to the to the film and it does make you feel really cold when you watch this i'm not gonna lie like make sure you're wrapped up and it's not like a miserable day out uh, because it really does get you feeling very cold so i liked a lot of things about this film granted like i say there's a bit there's a few certain parts of it when you're thinking mm, i'm not sure on this or it just it does feel like you've seen it in other films before but as a whole i think that this was a much much needed uh you know revamp almost of of the franchise like a new direction but it has brought a little bit of new life into the franchise it does it has left me feeling a little bit like optimistic about the future for, for paranormal activity should they continue like i've already said i don't think they need to necessarily go down the sequel route direct sequel anyways i know they have announced an eighth one but i'd like to see if they can kind of just maybe do these different spin-offs maybe just do these different stories and such it could work you know but you won't know until we try i don't know anyways but if you've seen the film do let me know but you know i'm going to come to the spoilers in just a second i'm just going to give you the score for the film because I think overall I'm going to give this a six out of ten. Like I say, it's it's fine. It's it's decent film. It's not it's not by any means an amazing piece of work. I say I think that it's just a. I, I feel like it's better than what I was expecting it to be. So therefore, I'm pleasantly surprised. Obviously, like I wasn't expecting it to be absolute garbage. And William Eubank, as I say, is is you know I'm, I'm going to be keeping my eyes on more of his work because the things I've seen of his have been yeah I'm pretty good. And this one obviously is just just fair enough. It's all right. I think that. They've done a decent job anyways, and um, yeah, leads, who knows what will lead with the franchise next. But cutting to spoilers, because as I say, the film does centre around uh, Margot, who's trying to find out what happened to her mum, who was part of this community. Straight away, you know, that you can sense that, that there's going to be, even from the trailers, you know, this, this this Amish family were not all that was cracked up to be. Very eerie, the use of children as well, as always. Pretty scary when they're like singing ominously and dancing around in circles, and you're thinking, "Oh my god, like where is this going?" Um, it's it's just it, there's a sense of uneasiness like from the get go in this film. You know, it's there's not something's not right. I liked that side of it. I like I said, I liked the cold factor. I liked that we're in the middle of nowhere. That the, this was all going off in the middle of nowhere, and that you know snow is about and just discovering more and more of the plot as we as we went on until those last few 20 minutes or so but margot essentially stumbles it stumbles upon this family because you say she was given up when she was younger a mum for whatever reason did so and we learned through this film that what happened to her mum sarah you know why the community turned the back on her or what they've done to her and it kind of evolves around this uh this kind of like myth that this community believe in, uh, which obviously does come to pass. Um, so according to myth, the Norwegian village of Beskita, I could pronounce that completely wrong, but anyways, it's that village suffered a massacre between the communities, and the whole village obviously slaughtered, uh, slaughtered themselves. And it was thought to be the work of the demon Asmo Asmodeus, which is the prince of demons. They trapped the demon inside the body of a woman who would then pass on from mother to daughter in the bloodline. So as you can see, what happened in this instance is that this community, they, they've, they've put the demon Asmodeus inside of Margot's mum, Sarah, 
And now they need to obviously transfer from Sarah to Margot this demon because it's it's failing. Like there's a lot of weird stuff going off. There's like two headed lambs being born and everything like that. So this 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 you know this Amish community they're just doing what they think is right. And I like that dynamic in a way because. As much as they, I don't think they explored that a lot in the original franchise with the cult. I think they were called the midwives, I think they were called in the first paranormal films, this cult of witches. They were just like an explanation in, in the original paranormal films as to why Toby was knocking about. And, you know, we'd experienced Toby more than anything else. And it was just kind of like a bit more of a backstory. Whereas with this, because we've got it in this film, it's not like there's a demon. We don't really know how it's got there, whatever. So we'll explore it in the sequels because it was put in this film. It's just that extra layer of these characters, this Amish you know, community, they believe what they're doing is right and to save to save the world almost. You know, if if, this, if their community falls, the demons then free to body hop from person to person and could go off on a on a right demon fest. I don't know. Um, and so I don't know. It added a different layer to it for me, and essentially that is what transpires. But I just want to talk a moment about the actual demon itself because it's it's lived in her mum's body for so long that her mum now looks pretty horrendous, uh, pretty horrific and terrifying. It looks just like what the demon you'd expect to look like. And that's what we wanted in the original paranormal films. We wanted this kind of like, we wanted to see, there was always that kind of curiosity as to what does a demon look like? What does Toby look like? It's like, but they never really gave it to us until the last film. I hate talking about the last film because it's so bad. Just go on YouTube and watch all the Toby scenes. Christ. Um, but still, you know, I, li- I like the fact they've done it with this one. They've given it a reason to have a physical body and therefore can add those scares. And I was speaking about a moment earlier in the slow-mo aspect, which is straight have like a horror film holy moly like to do with this demon asmodeus like it like tears into one of the characters the slow-mo shot just oh it's 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 like just instills in your brain almost like i can't unsee it but by the by it was still very effective and and i do like that and and it just goes on from there so by the end of the film this whole village is just killing each other there's a great little nod as well because what i found uh, fantastic is that the main character in this um emily bader's character Margot, she escapes along with one of her colleagues I think uh, roland book the third as chris um they escape together and you're like this never happens in a prime activity film as if some people have survived but there's like this this, this like blood curdling scream that she gives at the end which is very reminiscent to the texas chainsaw massacre scream and she also like her hair's like got some pointy up basically it looks like devil horns in, in fairness but really nice touch thought that some of the nods and stuff like that were really really clever um and so by the end of the film the demon asmodeus has taken over another member of the community this gentleman and he just kind of frees himself and he's off and and we don't really know what's going to come next but that's the thing i like the uncertainty of it i like what they've done there let's leave it at that let's don't touch it again let's not ruin the sequel let's just do something different because i think that as a whole it's just it worked and as i say i'm very surprised by this film very much enjoyed it a lot more than what i thought i was gonna it's not amazing like i say it's not groundbreaking i've mentioned that a couple of times it does feel a little bit familiar at times but as a new direction and a new approach this is great and um yeah just very well done everyone because it, it, it does have moments where you, you find yourself like thinking back thinking god how on earth Anyways, they're my thoughts on Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. Six out of ten, I think, is a fair enough you know review for it, or even score for it. Great moments in there. Cinematography, it looks wonderful. Looks so good as well. Like I said, in comparison to the other films, great. You know, fairly good story, and yeah, just about time really say best one since the third one but thank you ever so much again i'll be coming back at you with the ghostbusters afterlife review that's what they should have used they should have just called the ghostbusters and then none of this would have happened but yeah i should have i should be having the ghostbusters podcast up for you the end of this week if not the start of next but thank you ever so much again for listening in to this review of paranormal activity next of kin make sure you hit the notification button on apple etc to be notified when new episodes go up but thank you ever so much for listening to joe blogs about films until next time take care